All right, here we go. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Cuatro Cuatro Dos. Once again, Christian here. And today we have a very, very special guest, uh, somebody that I have uh, admired from afar, you know, for the little bit that I've seen him uh, around the, the concourse, the around the stadium. Uh, I mean, if you guys don't know him by now, if you're a Houston Dynamo fan, then I don't know, you know, where you've been. But we have Victor Arisa. Welcome, Victor. Thank you for, for jumping on with us today. Hey, Christian. Yeah, thanks for the uh, kind words. And uh, always a fan of uh, anybody trying to get some coverage out there of the Dynamo and, and obviously a fan of your work as well. That's Thank you. Up. Thank you so much, man. That means a lot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, um, basically, uh, I just wanted to get you on the on the show, not only to talk about Dynamo stuff and, you know, how we're going to look at the team and a bunch of stuff like that, you know, soccer-wise, but I wanted to, you know, get to know you a little bit, you know, what, you know, who is Victor? you know, outside maybe, or how do you, you came to be uh, the victor that you are now? And maybe, you know, for people that see yeah. you or follow you for, you know, for your work, maybe they can get, kind of get to know you a little bit more. So um, if you don't mind, I mean, I just, you, were you born in Mexico? Or were you born here in the U.S.? And, and how did you end no. up in Houston? Houston, Houston born and bred uh, since 1990. So there you go. Uh, uh, my Both my parents are from Mexico. So obviously I have the... Uh, Mexican blood and uh and the tradition of, of watching uh the Mexican national team through the World Cup and then obviously falling in love with the U.S. as well because it's you know it's the country where I was born and and uh, also a team that I follow um so um you know that's where the the soccer love comes from and then um you know sports wise obviously like anybody else in Houston um interested in the in all the Houston teams when um I actually didn't really have a Liga MX team um I mean, I guess to my mom, I, I would should naturally support Chivas, but um, I mean, I just kind of uh, neutral as far as that sense. Or I, actually, I guess I think I lead more to my dad. Um, um, so you know, any team that San Luis had in the, in the first division, that's where I would lead to. Also, uh, I guess more to follow the underdog, really, because I didn't, you know, it's a whole thing. I mean, anybody who follows the Mexican league knows the Chivas. I mean, it's a whole mess. So. But I mean, that's that's where it starts. You know, '06 we had our own soccer team here in Houston, so I always started following them. Um, um, my career kind of led me in, into uh, sports journalism. So I just, uh, you know, about ten years ago, I think, um, yeah, pretty much. I think like ten years ago, I uh, I started in uh, TV production in the Dynamo Spanish broadcast when they were on Azteca. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, from there, I kind of kind of just picked up. I started doing some writing gigs. Uh, and eventually I also, um, you know, got to work with Glenn Davis, who, who we all know and here in Houston is, I mean, the guy to go to for soccer and, and Dynamo Talk. So I got to shadow him for a couple of years, uh, um, got to uh, work with him also during the Dynamo TV broadcast uh, that he does in English, some of the Spanish broadcasts as well with, um, with uh, Daniel Mejia and, and Lester when they were uh, doing TV for a little bit. Um, so I got to have a little taste of everything. And I think, uh, well, obviously now I'm, I'm more focused on writing for the Striker Texas um, and, and just doing a written and digital coverage for them these days. I mean, you basically told your whole, your whole story there huh? in a comprised form. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but tell me. I'll save you some time. <laughs> I know, right? But uh, tell me, uh, how, when, when did you like decide or like what made you want to get into like journalism or, or how did you, get into the whole like tv stuff and then you were like well, you know what maybe i should go this route maybe i should cover like soccer or, or sports in general yeah well i think it just picked up in 
Um, the sports journalism thing, I, I think I just picked up in, in high school. I uh, just I took a you know like a, a newspaper class, so I started kind of doing like uh, like writing sports for just a high school paper. Then uh, once I got to, to university, I uh, it's something I, I just started doing as a I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess you could say a hobby. Um, and then I was at U of H. I joined the Daily Cougar. Um, I bounced around a little bit. So when I went to uh, to St. Jack, I did the, uh, um, what is it called, San Jacinto Times. And then actually, the uh, reason I also kind of transferred to St. Jack, um, I saw Fred Fowler was doing class there. Fred, who does the uh, the Blitz on ESPN 97.5 on, on, on uh, Drive Time. Um, so I thought that'd be a cool, neat thing to do. I mean, I obviously knew his story. He was a former editor at the Chronicle, sports editor at the Chronicle. So I kind of wanted to to take his class, learn, learn from somebody that that I admired in business. And then, um, so that's another another person that I, I got, you know, mentor of mine that I got to learn from. Um, during that time, I actually used to be a Dynamo season ticket holder um, in the Robertson days. Um, when I was at U of H, obviously I got to cross paths with some of the players right in the parking lot as they were training. Mm-hmm. Um, got to go to some of the games, uh, started with like, you know, like a five game plan. And then I just kind of went into, you know, whatever <laughs> change I had kind of bought season tickets. And then, um, and then the last season at Robertson, I, I yeah, that's where I kind of started my media career. So then afterwards from that, I just, at BBBA, I just started doing media passes and covering the team, uh, full on from a media standpoint. But the, the way I got into it was, um, one of my best friends or I said my best friend is, um, guy by the name of Dorian Valenzuela, who, um, funny story, now works at the club, right, doing digital marketing for the Houston Dynamo. Um, he's the one that, you know, his lifelong dream was to be on on this side of things, uh, to be a, a sports reporter, be like a, a sports narrator, anchor. Um, you know, he grew up in Mexico, Guadalajara, so uh, he's the one who had the idea to just kind of, you know, go up to the Azteca tent at Dynamo, ask them, hey, you know, do you have anything, any opportunities open? Uh, we both sent our resumes in and then, um, you know, I went in first and he came, you know, he came in right, right after. And then we, we both just started there and that's kind of where it, where it took off. We just, uh, it was a cool part. Cause as we were in, in college, um, you know, we got to go to the, to the trainings, right. Like, uh, get interviews with Kinnear, uh, you know, some of the guys, you know, have you, Aino, Chang, you know, um, Brad Davis and, and, you know, kind of just, cover the game and start assembling uh, the pregame show throughout the week. And, and I mean, I guess, you know, then for a while, I mean, you, you know, this is, you start to get hooked, right. You start, yeah. you start seeing the, the work that kind of goes into it. And then, and then that there's a lack of coverage and you learn some of these stories. And I think the closest thing to, to this now, uh, to what that dynamo team was, is, is the dash, right. I mean, kind of same, same thing, right. You have a, 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 a niche group of fans, I think, but, you know, but once people start learning those stories, uh, uh, they start becoming fans and just starts growing from there, which, which is why I always stress. I mean, that's the importance of media, right. To get those stories out there. Man, that's, that's a crazy story. Like what well, crazy. And the fact that you knew what you wanted to do, like since like high school, you know, a lot, a lot yeah. of people well, in high school, well, like, okay, yeah. well, I guess, no, I guess I, I'm like, I said, Doran's the one that wanted to do this. He, he's the one that kind of led me into it. I started doing it in high school, but I actually kind of wanted to go into business. Um, okay. And then it just, you know, I, I, uh, I mean, I, I just didn't, you know, started struggling in college. I, I guess I wasn't really interested in those classes. And, and then my GPA suffered, actually. <laughs> um, then I started moving into, into journalism at U of H. And that's kind of where I started, like, fixing my GPA. Um, 
and 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 taking some some journalism class, like I told you, writing for a daily cougar, going to some of the games, like the UH, like the women's basketball games, covering golf. Um, what else? Like I write about tennis, I think. Um, he did everything. And like I said, that yeah, like I said, so I, and so that's where it kind of just started taking off. And then once I, once we did the TV stuff, then it was more video editing and and stuff like that. And and, and like I told you, I mean, I, I at the same time I kind of started liking sports radio um, in general because I mean I, I, was, I started listening to ninety seven five. You know, of course, before that I would listen to Glenn's show whenever he was at the stadium doing the post game show and, and just see that kind of side of it and. And I've always, um, and again, I think I just kind of see where uh, when you're a fan of the team and, and you want to, you, you know, you ask yourself, you know, why aren't more stories getting told? Why aren't these guys getting more coverage? And then, you know, you, you, you know, you just kind of see like, oh, well, you know, here's a way where maybe I can kind of help push that a little bit. Um, and, and I've been able to, you know, be at trainings and, and, and get to do this, um, you know, throughout the years. And, I, and so I think, uh, I've been lucky in that sense. Um, I I give my parents a lot of the uh, um, a lot of the credit um, because you know I've been able to help them at their shop. They have a, a a car dealership, a used car dealership. So it's a small business, but it you know it's basically what keeps me afloat or what's kept me afloat all these years, right? Not you know doing freelance gigs and and being able to kind of be flexible with with work you know with work time and trying to like you know go to trainings and. And, and that sort of thing. And I think that's, like I said to me, when I think about my career, I always put my parents first. I mean, that that's what allowed me to do this. And, and you know, I, I get to do what I like um, because of them. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it's cool that, you know, you kind of, your, your love for like the sport comes from like your parents, you know, like most of us usually. And they're right. like the main ones supporting you to like keep going your career. Even, you know, at this age, you know, there, you know, some people would be like, hey, come on, get your shit together, basically. But yeah. I mean, well, I've had plenty of those talks, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I imagine, right? Uh, but going into more into like the your like career and, and stuff that you get to do for your job for you know your fun job, you know, as some people would see it, because honestly, I you know, me going into the to the stadium, you know, last year was my first year like kind of doing this, you know, um kind of not full-time, but, you know, as a, as a more of a, right. you know, hobby, I guess you can say it. Uh, and it's just fun because, you know, me as a, as a soccer fan, as a, as a Dynamo fan as well, you know, you kind of see like the other side of the, the curtain in a way, you know, and it's, just, right. it's pretty cool seeing it from the inside, you know, also from the outside, you know, but uh, can you tell me like, what are some of like the best uh, places your job has taken you? Like, what, what are some of like the good memories that you have created so far because i've seen that you have like traveled and like you know gone to other stadiums and stuff like that can can you name right. like a few stories yeah um well i think obviously the ones in mls the ones i've gotten to go so far uh, you know any any away game i think i uh, you know they're all different but i, I like all of them and, and, and being able to do the coverage obviously you know going to dallas and doing a texas derby i I enjoy that. Kansas City, I, I got to go a couple for the first time a couple of years ago. Uh, I think it was 2019. And I mean, I, I, you know, getting to see some of these stadiums like like theirs and seeing just how far and ahead the, their vision is, right? Going to Portland and Seattle for the playoff games, uh, you know, and, and personally for me, I take pride in it to be able to say that I was the only media guy um, from Houston to cover the team for those two games and the travel, right? 
to say that I went to to cover them in their Champions League games, right, in, in Guatemala and in, in, in Monterrey. Um, you know, and then I, I've gotten to uh, the other cool stuff. I got to go to Jamaica for CONCACAF for the Gold Cup in 2019 right. uh, and to LAFC Stadium um, for for the Gold Cup as well, which which then, I, you know, I, I liked the stadium. I wanted to go again. I got to catch one of the... Uh, the LA derbies, right? The one before Slatan uh, took off, the one in the playoffs. So I, you know, mm-hmm. I figured, um, and that's what I'm, what I'm talking about, man. I just, you know, um, and that, like I said, that's I, to me, that, that's all cool. It's all special, but to be able to, uh, to get to that point, like, I mean, I think it's, I've obviously had to, to work at it, but, um, you know, it's, it's not easy because, I mean, even for the people that get paid full time, right? Like I, I remember some of the TV stations going to dynamo trainings and, you know, if they take too long or, if, you know, if it cuts into somewhere else, some other coverage, Texans, Astros or that kind of thing, they're just like, well, bye, right? Like we, we can't be waiting around all day, that kind of thing. Um, so that's what I'm saying. Like, well, I've been flexible to be able to kind of like grind it out in that sense, you know, put in the time, um, you know, and if I had any other job, I, I wouldn't be able to take these trips, right? I'd, I'd probably get fired. Yeah. yeah, just take up right, go midweek to Guatemala or or you know, <laughs> right, to Monterrey. I mean, it's but um, like I said, so I I've been able to do some of these and and hopefully we can get some more um, here in the future because um, I'm sure there's there's more more games ahead. Sure, sure. And what about the other side of the coin? What are some of like the worst maybe experiences that you had like either like either traveling or like having to like stay super late or something like that, like. Yeah, I think um, there's not a lot that I'd really like put in that category because I think, I mean, it, it's always, for the most part, it, it's fun, right? I think um, the only one I think I complain about, or I mean, I really, it's it's whatever, right? So I remember going to up to Dallas for the Cotton Bowl. Um, I think it was Roma versus Real Madrid, right? And then it's just afterwards, it was just, uh, you know, there, there was no interviews. Uh, it's like a, there's not even like a conference setup. It's like a mix zone kind of thing. Um, you know, like Molly trips over this guy, this kid in a wheelchair and, and you know, kind of almost walks off without, you know, acknowledging the kid until who was it? I, I don't remember who, what, what player it was. I kind of told him like, come on, dude, like at least, you know, say hi to the kid or something. Right. Um, and, and just, I mean, that, that's probably one of the worst coverage just cause it's, I mean, it was one of those friendly games that meant nothing. Right. Ronaldo didn't even play um there was really no no coverage um in 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 our case i mean you you know you you take some time you're like all right well let me go see this game but in reality that that was probably one of the um that's probably the only one that kind of look and i'm like uh again it's like yeah but um for the most part i mean they've all been great like i said even i think the one going back to which one's maybe the best one i mean i I'd go three-way tie. Uh, I'm going with MLS because obviously I, I love the league and, and and I love to cover it between Portland, Seattle, and Kansas City because I like to see um, the special MLS cities, right? The ones that are thriving. Like, what is it about them um, that that's great? And, you know, you can only get that by when you're on the ground, right? Which is yeah. you know, the reason why I think, you know, away media covering away games is important, right? Cause you get that kind of thing in, in, in baseball and basketball and, and football, right. You get reporters on the ground that, that, you know, bring you to the other side, tell you, you know, in Kansas city's case, right. Like you see 
uh, a packed stadium, you see, you know, the kind of things they do during games, right? Like, um, um, you know, get, get the crowd involved, the videos for the players, the, you know, how, how close it is within the city. And, and then also, you know, you get to run into some of the fans as well you know, local fans, like Dynamo fans that travel, you know, get, get their stories. Some of them you find out that, you know, they don't live in, you know, they don't live in Houston, for example, the ones in Seattle where, they, you know, it's probably somebody in Seattle that's, you know, going to the game, still loves the team, that kind of thing. And, and I mean, I think those stories are kind of what uh, the kind of content that nobody else gets and, and hopefully some of the content that, uh, that we can bring this year, maybe with, with sure. Striker Texas. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, so jumping into the striker Texas, how tell me a little bit more about that experience, you know, going like, you know, all the hard work you put in and now like the striker Texas comes out and and it seems to be like one of the biggest things that probably has happened soccer-wise here in the state, if not in the country when it comes to covering soccer. So what, what tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, well we're hoping it it, it takes off and it's here to stay, right? Um I, I always said all credit goes to to the investors of this project, uh Renee Van de Zen um who's uh who's out in LA um you know actually has a, a ticket to, to LAFC uh you know he's he's the big in, investor behind this and obviously Roberto Silva who's who's in Austin who who was part of uh of the Austin Bowl there for a little bit but he's uh he's from Rene is uh, from the from the Netherlands so obviously he loves soccer from that sense uh um uh um Roberto's over here from Brazil. Uh, he's do some marketing for some of the Brazilian teams down there. And, and they're just two guys that want to invest and make this, this project happen. And, and the big one I kind of go to as well is, um, you know, with the arrival of Austin FC, um, with the attention that, that has come from, from Austin FC, um, you know, Glenn said it on the show, you hope that it's the, it's the tide that, that, that rise, hopefully it, it gives a rise to all ships. Right. Um, so I think, you know, with the arrival of Austin, there's obviously a, a part of that coverage is, is to go for Austin FC, but then, you know, they've, they've, they want to expand it to cover all of Texas. And, um, you know, they were looking, they look for somebody in Houston. They, they pick me, they look for somebody in Dallas, they pick John. And I think, you know, together with Chris, we make a great team. And, and like I said, hopefully we can, um, give them the coverage, um, to back their investment, to, to hopefully keep this going and hopefully, uh, the people that, that, that follow the game, um, you know, don't see it as a heavy cost, right? They, they see it as a, uh, you know, they want coverage for the team. You know, it, it's worth the price of, of, uh, of subscription and, and hopefully we can give them also the content that, that they want to see. And, and like I said, I really keep this thing going. Uh, Cause I think there's a lot of good stuff that that'll come with time as well. Yeah, that's for sure. And tell me, can you give like more details into the striker? Like how much, how much is it the monthly fee and stuff like that? Cause I've seen you guys like y'all, y'all had a conference not too long ago, a few weeks back that you had like a, you know, different like styles or like different right. topics covering different topics, which I mean, I was, I jumped on on like two or three of them and you know, me as a regular dude, you know, that right. tries to follow soccer as much as I can. 
they were very inform informative, like from like, you know, uh, it was, I think one of them was like marketing uh, for like the right. and stuff like that. And, and even from like women's soccer and stuff like that. And, and it was just really cool. And for you guys to do stuff like that for free, you know, like it was just. Yeah. Well, that's all, like I said, all credit to, to Roberto. He's the one that has the experience um, putting events together and, and he wanted to put this, this soccer summit together and, and, like I said, maybe post-COVID, hopefully it expands into, I don't know how big it can get. You know, I don't know if it can be like the South by Southwest of of, soccer, of Texas soccer or or a convention, something like that. But I think that's the vision, right? Um, and we were, like I said, luckily we were able to get guests from all over the place, from all levels, um, to make these conferences happen. And, and, you know, some of them we probably have to sit people around. But, I mean, I think overall for the first year and, and for, uh, for a project that's starting out, it, it you know it came it came away good so you know hopefully every year it just kind of evolves from there um i think the price if i'm not mistaken i don't have it with me but i think the price is somewhere uh i don't know maybe about six bucks a month or or maybe a little less than that um i have a discount code for like 20 percent uh anybody who wants to dm me i can i can give you that code i can't release publicly but i can i can share it with friends and, and that kind of thing so i mean any i you know, anybody that want, kind of is on the fence of uh, subscribing, just, uh, you know, friends of Cuatro Cuatro Dos, right? Just uh, mm -hmm. just send me a message and we can, uh, we can hook you up that way. But I, you know, overall, I think there's a, the biggest thing is that there's a free trial, right? For like 30 days. Yeah. Just want to try it out, especially now that the season's about to start. Um, you know, it's, you get to see it for 30 days, get to see it for the first month of the season, see how you like it, see if you want to stick around. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I saw the, you know, a lot of people like covering like high school games and stuff like that. So, I mean, if you want to get, you know, embedded into the game, into like, you know, the city or, or even the state, I, I mean, I couldn't say any, I mean, I listen to you guys podcast every week and stuff like that. So whenever you guys jump on, I'm, I'm usually on there. It's, it's a lot, I mean, it's a lot of work, but I know it's good work, you know, like knowing, you know, the work that you do and, and getting to know the other guys, I know, you know, good stuff is going to come out of there. So if anybody's watching, listening, go check out the Striker Texas for sure. Uh, and before we get to the Dynamo stuff, you know, talk just a little bit about the Dynamo side of stuff. Uh, can you give some advice to maybe like some aspiring journalists? That last, my last episode or two episodes back, I had, uh, you know him too, uh, Riley James, that he's an aspiring, you know, journalist. What kind of what kind of uh, advice could you give you know to somebody like him or, or somebody that you know is watching this and they're like you know I really like sports or soccer in general and and I want to do this for a career you know you that you kind of been through it all almost and and right now you're you know at a good place. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, be ready to put in maybe a lot of years of work because uh, for some people it pays off right away. For some people it takes a little longer. Like I think for me, and especially because I was maybe stubborn, you know, that I wanted to do soccer no matter what, um, you know, that's been part of it. And, and, you know, the landscape for covering soccer in this country, you know, maybe it's still a long way to go, right? Um, but I would say um, be ready to put in the time, most of all. Um, but, you know, put in, the, put in the work. I mean, uh, that's the biggest thing. I mean, even if it's, uh, you know, if writing's your thing, right, you know, at least a couple of articles a month. I mean, um, you know, if you want to, if, if videos are your thing, I mean, it, there's obviously, especially with Dynamo, right? There's obviously it's space there. Um, you know, there's a lot of unconquered territory still. I mean, even like 
for us, that, that I guess that's kind of what, what the potential that we see. There's a lot of unconquered territory. Uh, and especially when you look at coverage of the other teams, right? Uh, things that can still be done, um, you know, features or, or like I said, you know, in, in podcast form or um, video. But, but overall, I mean, just, you know, don't be afraid to try things um, and seek out help if you, if you want it. Because for a lot, you know, a lot of times I think people get get shy, right? Like they just see like, oh man, you know, this guy. I mean, but most of the media people I think are, are pretty open, right? Like, I mean, like Glenn, mm-hmm. for example, or you know, if you want to do someone local, maybe Lester, uh, Adabi Nuno, uh, guys like that. I think, you know, you shoot them an email or, or ask them for advice or, or, you know, what have you. And I think most of these guys are open where they'll, they'll share advice with you. They'll, they'll steer you in the right direction. They'll they'll give you or lend you a couple minutes of your time and, and well, of their time. I mean, and, 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 um, you know, give you advice here every now and then, right. Uh, critique your stuff or, 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 you know, share it out there. And then the other one, it's also the same thing with the clubs, right. I mean, I think, um, you know, especially in MLS, you know, they know they need the coverage. I think they, they, first of all, they should, but I think they all, they are open to helping you, you know, as long as you want to do coverage the right way, right? Like you're not trying to, you're trying to do ethical journalism, right? I mean, yeah. you know, lend you photos, uh, you know, B-roll footage, uh, like for videos, right? Um, you know, set you up with interviews. I mean, even if it's, you know, even if it's somebody, you know, who's not high profile star, right? Start from somewhere. But I think the avenue is there to, to make it happen if you want to make it happen. Uh, like I said, I think a lot of times we close our own doors and our minds, right? Because you think, oh man, like it's, you know, you got to be this good to, to make it. I mean, I think um, if you want it, I think it's, it's pretty much there. Good, good, good advice, man. Good advice. I, I will take it on for myself too. So thank you for that. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, let's talk a little, a little bit, you know, before we let you go, a little bit about the Dynamo. What are your expectations as a uh, fan slash uh coverage of the dynamo do you how how far what are your like if you were to say best case scenario and i mean worst case scenario i don't think we can get any worse than what we did right yeah <laughs> i think that's that think pretty is, much covers that yeah and then what i mean we're at the bottom what's what's the, what's the light at the end of the tunnel in your opinion uh, i think you you know maybe get one of the lower end spots in the western conference uh playoff spots i mean i think that's mm-hmm. the expectation and, and the realistic expectation um get into the playoffs i mean whether it's you know with with a couple weeks to spare or whether it's you know on 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 the uh second to last week because we know they don't have decision day this year but um i think you know one of the bottom half of the western conference one of those spots get into the playoffs and then you know just hope to make a run i don't you know, without getting a, a big star in midfield, right? I think that's probably the key, especially these days in MLS, right? I mean, you just saw Columbus get there with Lucas Larrayan, right? You see Seattle with Loredo, you see Minnesota got Reynoso. I mean, without a guy like that, it's hard to say they're going to, you know, go far and win anything. Um, I think best case scenario is you get something like 2017, where you make the playoffs and then you catch a couple lucky breaks because that's that's what happened in 2017, right? They... You know, they, they caught a break against, you know, they hosted Kansas City at home, so they caught a break uh, in that they got to host, right? They got a guy, you know, they got Vicente Sanchez to, to you know, 
get a little bit of that last uh, play on the tires. And then, you know, they got Portland the next round where, you know, they had a bunch of injuries. Um, and, 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 you know, I think that that kind of path probably what you can you can hope for be the best case scenario. And then the worst is obviously pretty much last year, right? Don't make the playoffs, probably last, last place in the Western Conference. Um, but, and then from there, I mean, I guess, I mean, I don't know. If, if you want to keep worst case scenario, they probably just, right, get get rid of another 10 guys and bring another 10 guys in and start the whole process over because it seems to be what it is every year. Yeah. Do you see, do you see Quinteros as our Reynoso, our Salarayan, our uh <laughs> Valerio. Well, he might have to be. Yeah. He might have to be. I mean, I guess we'll see if they move him to that tent finally. Yeah. Um it's tough. You know, if he doesn't have to do the work, if he has guys to back him defensively, which I mean it looks like that's the idea, right? Where it's just, you know, they brought in guys like like Joe Corona, they brought in guys like yeah. like Derek Jones to try to help, you know, in defensive midfield. They obviously got Sedan who who I think is uh you know, has the confidence of the coach. So I think um, as long as they're able to do that and then, you know, maybe Darwin can play, uh, you know, pretty much at his own pace up top and um, or whether he comes off the bench and takes, you know, advantage of other guys, right, you know, yeah. with, that, that are tired. But I think I think the thing with Quintero is, you know, you have a solid player, right? You can't expect him to be what he was at what he was at Santos or America because he doesn't have that speed or that he just he, he's, he's older. But he's a solid player. He's, uh, he, you know, what you can count on, and at the very least, he's one of the guys that's going to show up. So as long as you're able to support him, the rest of the guys do their job. That, yeah, maybe they will. And again, like I like I mentioned this, I think uh, in another podcast about it, maybe last year or the year before, might have been last year actually, um, with the PO, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, once you get into the playoffs and maybe for you know a couple of games right three straight games you get the old quintero maybe that's what what happens right but i mean that's you got to get there first and i think um i wouldn't bank on it quintero being that guy um that's where memo has to step up or that's where somebody else on the team has to step up you know that's where where you know these signings like uh you know pico and and ruti look look good uh you know what's it going to be like in the regular season is bahamich you know what we're what's his potential because you know we it's kind of an unknown yeah. um but you know overall i think uh um they might have to try to make it work with quintero because i mean with the budget that they have it looks like to be the only option right now yeah it's crazy it's crazy that you know it's 2021 and we're still battling with budgets you know but it is what it is right uh well it's, yeah it's, well it's, that's it's, the dynamo way yeah it's houston yeah unfortunately uh, it, it's kind of no, que no, lo que nos tocó de la, de la de cartas. But yeah. um, two, two more questions for you, and then we'll let you go. Um, you that you've been able to watch all the, most of the games in the preseason from a zero to a solid range, how, how do you think, how do you see the team, like from a one to ten? How solid do you think they look for next Friday? Because we're already there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I'll go with a six, best case of seven, maybe. I mean, I think uh, – and I'd say for next week because they're playing at home, right? So I think um, it's um, – they should win that game. I think that should be the expectation. And it kind of gets – you don't want to think about the teams after that, but you get stuff from there, right? Portland, 
uh, I think LAFC, uh, uh, FC Dallas. So, um, but ultimately, I mean, the formula is if you win most of your home games uh, in MLS. Hopefully, they, and it looks like Tab could be the coach to change this where they get better road results, at least enough to, again, get some points on the road and, and make the playoffs. And and I think that, that's pretty much all it takes. It's not hard in MLS to make the playoffs. It, you know, only a few teams get left out, so they just got to be better than and, you know, maybe a team like San Jose or, or Colorado Rapids or, uh, you know, Vancouver Whitecaps. All they got to do is be better than those kind of teams. And they're in. Yeah. But yeah. obviously that's easier um, said than done. Yeah, that's for sure. And last one, uh, who are you looking forward to, to like seeing? Who do you, you know, who's in your like in your eyesight that you're like, man, this play, you know, this player is kind of intriguing. Like, for example, for me, Tyler Pasher. I don't know why. But since we got him, you know, I, I just think, you know, having a USL guy, you know, coming to the MLS, I just think it gives them pressure to like show, you know, show up. But also, right. you know, it just kind of it's a good pressure because, you know, he's he's here to like, you know, to say, you know, I'm at the same level as you guys and I'm going to give it my all. And obviously I saw last game that we played against OKC uh, Energy and uh, he, you know, he looked decent. You know, he, he, he can move the ball on his feet. Uh, so that kind of, you know, got my hopes up a little bit more. But hopefully, you get some time. But what about what about you? Do you have any players that you're like maybe this guy, maybe that guy? Yeah, Pash is a good one to follow. Um, and and I think he'll uh, he's obviously going to put in. He looks like he's hungry. He's obviously going to put in the work. And I mean, we're just going to see if he's if he's a, a USL Championship player, if he's an MLS player, right? I think uh, for me, the guys I want to I'm, I'm looking to follow is. Bahamich, obviously, because the investment is there. Is he that good, right? Um, and I think he's the one wild card on this team where, you know, if he is that good, maybe he can get this team over the hump, right? And see how he shows up. Uh, Derek Jones, um, because he seems like he's going to be a really good addition in midfield. But obviously, like I said, we won't find out until the season finally starts and it's real competition. And then... Um, you know, obviously Tim Parker is a good addition too. I, 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 he looks the part. Uh, he looks to be the leader in defense. Um, who's going to be next to him is a big question mark. And mm-hmm. is he going to be able to, um, you know, pull a defense on his own? Right. I mean, in 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 New York, in Red Bulls, I mean, he obviously had Aaron Long next to him, which is a big a big help. Um, now he's going to, you know, have to be the guy leading the defense in here. Can he do that? Can can he be that kind of leader? And um, you know who's going to take that spot from Minor Figueroa? Yeah, yeah. But that at least from the preseason, it looks like it could be Sam Junko, which I don't think anybody was Crazy. expecting. No, not at all. Um, so so that might be a guy to follow as well. Yeah. Cool, man. Hey, once again, uh, everybody, if you're listening, watching, don't forget to go uh, follow Victor Arisa everywhere uh striker texas he's cover, he's our guy you know he, he covers the dynamo for for texas for the world basically in general so you know show him support show him love uh thank you again man for for jumping on this late at night i know it, it's kind of late but you know thank you for your time thank you for chatting thank you for the advice thank you for for your time yeah no problem christian anytime all right man. we'll see you around at vvva man we'll have a good one sure thing Thank mm-hmm.